listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Mutinyradio.fm. Why not make a donation? Mutinyradio.fm. Streaming live the station. Mutinyradio.fm. District of the Mission. Mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Of swimming through a sea of catching a firefly, setting him free. Happiness is being alone every now and then, and happiness is coming home. is morning and evening, daytime and nighttime too, for happiness is anyone and anything at all that's loved by me. 
The forest was extra dark today as the sun dipped behind some clouds. But Oscar and his dog Crypto had made this trip many times before, so navigation was not an issue. Soon, they came to a bridge and gingerly stepped into its creaking mass of wood. As was his custom, Oscar stopped halfway across to stare at the shallow creek that flowed maybe 10 feet below. It was at this point that Oscar realized put some mints near my window. They were pre-screened. I know a guy. Who knows a guy? Who knows Bob Sicamano? I'm working some of the times. But those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me. So I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you? I put some mints near my window. They were pre-screened. I know a guy. Who knows a guy? Who knows Bob Sicamano? I'm working some of the times, but those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me, so I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom, but it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I thought I had it all, but I just ran out. Now I can't do laundry. Could we possibly? Absolutely. Existence can't happen till it happens. The only exception is bullshit preceding the bull in a china shop. I closed all my browser tabs to save memory, but now I can't remember anything. I wanted some mindless entertainment, but I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I deleted my browser history because it was a textbook case. It said, are you sure? And I said, you were a history. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. If the sky was falling, which way's up? If I see you eye to eye, can either of us see anything else? I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it.
seven underscores. You know, I love going to restaurants downtown. Turning your frown around. It's the heading and quorum of Quora.com to live. It's the heading and quorum of Quora.com to lively and livingly ask questions which can be believable to answer, and vices and verses, with a visa to do so, I do, and this is AquaQ with the dissertations for the believability of a sustainability with abilities from a noble and gaseous wit, satisfied with the satisfaction of elemental reasoning of spin and orientation in these matters of charged discharge of information for each and every, and here is now. Chattering deep into the light bright webbings of patterned feet is This podcast, brought to you on the Anchor.fm platform from the labs of AquaQ, Anchor.fm is available For iOS and Android, brings a free and clear interface for Your podcast creator genius, with royalty-free music and sound effects That make you sound from the Radiophonic Workshop, with Segments for you to advertise yourself in the cash money you so Deserve Available everywhere podcasts are free Just do The queue. Q was in a pickle. No, it was a real pickle. Bread and butter type, the kind that's delicious. And so his problem remained. He see a doctor, but who would see him during the middle of a day? Like today? Or any other day, no less, or more, or more and more etc. The sun was shining across the planet, if only supermen were around too, no no that didn't work. The first time, Niagara and the cola etc and the drop and catch, or so I remember a gas station. Boom. I wonder if the bots have that, or are saving it for some copyright reason to never actually show it to the people when they want to see it again. Hum. He began to hum. Welcome to LWAFLMOYT, the acronym. Labs has found mutiny radio in San Francisco and is pleased as punched in the face gently bought by a side drug stopped humper room of a meal on the ground floor of street living jesting pizza missed by the side street and wonkers maddened at the Cornish corner corner of a storefront window where the dummies stand and poke at passerbys. But in any eventful ratio of reasoning, you're here. We're here. Aqua Q is here. And here is now, a smattering of episodic adventures. Starting with our heroine, 
known as freedom, and so help the air be relaxed, air the dairy, and here we go. Iconic ionic neutronic bionic tronic tonic drips light to earth as electro light wave formulas formed for the reuse and purpose leisure to formulate or bisect trisexualize in the mind's eye and not a mattering of smatter oig but just in form wished up lands of free or huddled masses of tissue dyes light and shadowy formulas from me to another and another to another stuck on you again eh? Freedom was her middle name, Miranda thought for herself. The mysteries of her brevities in light circular motions, motioned her antagonistic. Character assignment to the left corner of the middle of space bar collegiate ruled a number punch notebook number 12. She grabbed it up and tried to read into it, but it was blank, ha, jokes on her, she thought to herself. Oh, ha, there you are again. Not yet, was the silence returned. It was an odd bunny who kept asking a silly question in the middle of an unwritten notebook. Yes and that was rewritten as well. Perhaps it was white out, or sticky tape or a typewriter with a drop letter L or P or O, etc., in the middle grounded wire. So what am I supposed to do? She wrote into the middle of the notebook, as a dog waggled past and barfed near her shoes. Oh. It's that kind of day, is it? She put the notebook into her purse which fit just perfectly as drawn into a parallelogram and changing colors to velvet red. Roped, as in that bar where we're not allowed back, or so we'd imagined and never returned. Good, bounced the mafia player of the night, who probably was armed, at least with a pair of fives, but enjoyed the dreamery of an inner pocket, inner circle, circular room and motion to pan a bar with fresh dramatized evenings. Well that was some over dreamery, again. SHH. You're not supposed to ruin it. Was the woman standing next to him? Password please. Yes that did keep popping up. Miranda was flipping through the notebook now randomly and discovering that the world did not make so much sense turned this way around, as she turned her notebook around. Maybe this way. Flip flip flip. Flipping. Oh. Turned and turned on. She quietly blushed and closed the notebook. Maybe earlier she thought, and by thought I meant said out loud into headspace she used to use to think to herself, and now thinks for anybody in a 25-foot pole vault space above the head stop rest stop bar minded raised a glass ever or rarely touch anything at all sort of colors watch mind bender bits. Yeah that's the spot, she scratched her ear and looked down where the dog was still barfing. Ooh that's medical. She woofed to herself. The dog stopped and growled a satisfactorily oh I overate again kind of oh those shoes look nice and oh shiny thing in the pink sky today grinny glow. I guess this is my dog. She looked across to find another owner, will you take him? Nods were just around the corner where nobody was actually or totally but actually talking with her through straws in their coffee. Or empty cups they probably were. Does anybody drink anymore? Miranda fantasized that sets were set ups all the time, and glasses of faux champagne were flown in from actual champagne, where they stopped making the stuff but copyrighted the color. Yeah the whole town was in on it. Had some sort of flag party, or something? Bought an airline, and quietly took over the world for 35 seconds every three and a half weeks? The better part of summer, and a chocolate dipped winter, or so was the idea on buses between truck stops and an organized pop-up whatever they felt like, 
probably something with signs like a political rally, with a protest, and a granola factory outing, with embedded city shut down due to lack of permits, etc., all in a woozy perfect dream sequence by the owing party of whoever they thought you were, eh, Miranda? Oh yes, hello Q. I thought that was you. You've been in your head a lot lately, as usual but in the unusual places making usual you again. Your symmetry was mere but a flicker that time Q said, as her left eyelid upper crinkle section flickered again. You should mention it, it happens twice, indeed and thrice, as they glanced at each other again. The two were standings juxtaposed by a vase, like in the picture, shadow and light, you know? Yes I do. Is there anything but dialogue on your mind right now? No, I think. Flowers for the vase. And a puppy for my friend here. And well that's on a notebook is blue and three-fourths the size now. I guess it'll wait. What aren't you doing here again, you? Quotients were a kind of divide they would notice from time to time, etc. After a bit, it became kind of like a two by four, wouldn't, you know? Yes. It was odd, in between as well. Parrots are wonkers that trodden donkeys in the street sign on the floor, no. The carrier pigeon. Okay the metal grating, not grating, well anyway, it's just there she pointed to the manhole cover. See? Yes it's not as complicated when you point it she pointed away. Her finger was a little out of control, and she pointed back at herself for effect. Ooh. That's me, or is it her finger jiggled off and hid under a couch in the middle of the grassy park area, where her notebook sat down for itself and began to write. Oh this is better. Materialization is the cornerstone of modern matter, that which is neither and either and never both, or always sometimes, as the maths go, divided or not, AQ. The couch was a velvet sweetity blaewy notebook matching godsend, as leggings were getting extremely lengthy at moments between toes, etc. which one went to the market? The socialist no doubt, oh that was out of turn. Her foot turned, on, and she began to write. And by the time, by the time, try the time, I the rhyme, pie sauce, oh. Scratch 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 maybe an airplane. Or like, 100. Po0F that was the better part of handful of pages, with 100 micro airplanes folded and tossed around the couch ground, and her matters crossed her legs, and began to wonder if her legs were then cross. Trained in these matters, was her second smaller notebook, and she dug through her now crystal clear and edgy see-through purse, but only found a slice of gum. Fun? She popped it in her mouth, sideways. Like a harmonica. And it made a sound and she bit chomp when stomp butter butter cry baby won the fiddle and loompa had nothing on this gum, float the numbers. The bubble dared not to burst, and by the time she was floating up she forgot how much gum turned her on, and pulled out a pin from her pocket and burst the bubble like a pop shop stop, and pink went. Everywhere she wrote neatly with a salt packet on a small patch of grass about an one-eighth of a mile from the barf. Now where's Pooch? Oh he's found girl Pooch. Good for him. I hope he gets supper. See you later Pooch? Woof, was the response, from the group, as it was, it was the usual altogetherness which kept them together. Ryan Ryan. Oh people had begun to find the airplanes. And the couch. It'll get ratty soon. When the rats find out and she packed up a bit. There was a mirror, 
a piece of string, and several more croutons in the notebook. Now what flavor is this? A bit of cheese fell out of her purse and onto the ground. A rat rolled through the small airport and looked quickly and puffed the cheese into a pouch on the left and sunk into the grass. Now the grass, brave little rat, didn't think he'd come out for that. Rat's eyes are glassy filmed as in noir in the nocturnal concrete world, and where did they create? The life of a rat seemed to be unfolding from another section of town, and a rough party that was, tuft hair, and blottered veins in tiny legs, and the tail. Well, call it a tail. It was actually like a piece of carpet, dripping around corners, and idly being non-mildly wild, and pointed was its non-point, to further the ideological notion which was that trash is food. Yeah I'll keep the one, it thought to itself. A little onomatopoeia was all it needed, for itself this mid-afternoon. What was I doing on the grass, anyway? Looking at the girl's feet, oh yes. Toes. Yes I remember. And then the cheese dropped out of thin-lipped sky, indeed. That always happens when I need cheese. God must love rats, at any rate. No less than five on a dime quarter stopped, backed, turned, and kicked back, handled, and delivered to an end zone for cheese. The best kind of trash, like that novel that she was writing. Oh man. So much as a rat to think, it must be the cheese, again. Password. Yes, rats have passwords, Dumas it thought up as it expected not to receive any more cheese, and none happened. Yep, works every time. The rat smiled and sauntered off into that grating she spotted about near ten minutes ago. That was our connection, yes, plonk, and it was gone down under. Odd. Even so. So what's next? I mean, between facts and leisure. Hey, Mutiny Radio listener, if you are indeed listening, I'm going to make a commercial here in just a second. So when things get wacky, that's because I'm uh, making a commercial for New Harmony Cafe. Must be Van Der Waal again. She tapped her pen onto the sink and imagined it speaking down the street to that rat that had left in not search of more cheese for another time, etc. The message was queued up. Perhaps the next tap of the pipe, as in turned on or unsettled settlement or place of just argument, would release the watery foul message, or whatever that rat got up to. Hopefully not this pipe. The water fountain was just over there. Its timbre was too in a nod to brief messages of joy, nor sorrow, borrowed, sparrow, fly by tritone. Okay, here we go, friends. Social isolation getting to you. Get out safely and hang out at a parklet. Listen to some amazing comedy. Mutiny Radio wants to help you out. We have three weekly outdoor shows currently in the mission for your outside comedy pleasures. On Wednesday nights at 7.30 at Asiento, it's dinner and a show at Asiento at 21st Street and Bryant in their beautiful parklet under the stars a meal and comedy then on friday nights at seven o'clock outside of mutiny radio we have socially distanced chairs bring a blanket it's getting chilly and on saturdays at 2 p.m in the afternoon titters 
and jitters, baby. Laugh and have a cup of coffee at New Harmony Cafe at 20th and Mission. Get your tickets now for free on Eventbrite. Reserve your space and enjoy some comedy brought to you by Mutiny Radio. Well, Mutiny Radio listener, I don't know what's going on. I'm having a rough time trying to figure out this little program here that I've always had that somebody messed with. Summer's gone and I hope she's feeling the same Well I left her just to roam the city Thinking it would ease the pain I'm a crazy man and I'm playing my crazy game
clouds are clearing and I think we're over the storm
coffee and see what happens. They haven't paid me yet, you know, I'm an intern. I see the things that need making and make things around and about it to provide heat and energy for the group to carry on productively. I brought lunch today, which is a forward thing to brag about, yay I have food, let's think about my gut this early in the morning, but there you have it. Coffee, food, and the idea that I won't need to eat the food, until I run out of ideas. And that's why I made the coffee and we're talking. Dan was trying to decide if he was still clever and stammered at the realization that he'd have to turn on cleverness with no appearance, and so whipped out his phone to check something. He didn't know either, which is why I'm here. What? I said. Well I'm here, what do you know? As in hey what do you know about that she, and now she was quite definitely a she because we needed her pronoun, and I suppose we could have asked. It's quite alright he said to the point of nothing which confused the she who hadn't identified herself by name and as such looked up a bit at the preceding paragraph and tapped her now available pen against the palm of her hand. Is there a whiteboard to diagram? I thought one here would be good. Bubbles on the tops of Dan's coffee cup burbled into each other and clung to the side of the ceramic. Yes he was clever. He wanted to tell her about the water on the window and how the air bubbles in the middle of this mixed up water was driven by the water itself, air and water, air behaving like water and water like air. Fascinating. He felt he was telling her because he was thinking about it and decided this was a point to continue the nonverbal dialogue, which may have saddened her, because she looked down, but into her coffee cup, which explained why. Yes, the bubbles matched the dew on the window. I thought you were going to mention it. Of course I did and that's why we're talking. Would you like to know more? It's all here. And there. And all together you know, as in fashion the cyclical means to travel and like kinds to be recognized and carry packets of data to other like kinds, simul instant like and the like, which is our points and similarities. The pause meant I could continue. The coffee, while just and seemingly fluid, is actual and while it has made friends with the water temporarily, it carries 40 chemical messages for us, and the water, while friends with both coffee and ourselves, is doomed to trick us into drinking it, so that it can escape cleanly from the mess and quite it is, it's gotten into. So you're saying coffee had to trick somebody to get what it wanted, and what it wanted was to be inside of us. Quite definite that we wanted to be near it, and likewise a bean must be like that, fiber for the heart but in this case the opposite, so it tricked us from the start, and we are water, so that's probably where that began. In fact, coffee actually loves water, and grows on the sides of mountains to get the runoff, and that is likely because water is not foolish enough to hang around further that water wouldn't enjoy it, and the trickery would become sad for both, so the agreement is to let the water run through and feed it, then get stuffed and ground up and accelerate water once more as a little JP payback for the health, and that speeds up everything in a water system, including medication and anything which activates, and how does that affect power? Well it must use up the available energy for water travel, and so along with the acid, drains power from the blood, ever apparent that it is doing the opposite, which is a little joke about what power is, as a provider or as a suck, and coffee sucks and we suck it, and we suck at things out of our control, and we control coffee or so we think, and thinking is what we like, and damn be the foolish red blood cell that's trying to keep the planet alive, eh? 
Well, that's put and right away isn't it, and my name is Laura. It's nice to know you like my name. I can see the way you typed it lowercase, and Dan is alright, for now. What she wanted to say she did, and listen as we all did, and the water. Well we can see their cups are 65% full, approximately the same, though Dan sipped a bit more because he was standing, and they were both considering both finishing and simultaneously doing away with coffee, however it is so perfect, in its description that we and they can't help but continue to be fooled and enjoy a cup now and again, and again is now, and the two took their sips. What's happening now is the questioning or perhaps excitement or remembrance of the ease of work which coffee allows us to do. Up. Down. Sip. Swallow. Ease. Allowed work in an easy economy which allows us to do so, as in the 1980s, which any like high-rise office environment is very like, a throwback to a place to get out from wherever was on ground, and into the 1950s, and higher and higher without taking drugs, except this pot of coffee, which again, is allowed. And we don't like to answer questions, we like to create solutions, as we're not children, and we spend our money and we likely buy coffee for the home, which in its way is portable corporate environment for our living spaces, and metal and glass too, etc. Dan took out a peanut cookie, shaped like a peanut, and offered it upwards towards Laura, who declined politely because she was six feet away and didn't feel like getting up, and as he dipped it in his coffee, she took out her lunch bag and a bag of grapes, and noshed on one. She could tell he was a little jealous of her grapes and offered him some. Not with the coffee. Or a cookie, confirmed his jealousy with a loud voice and shrunken shoulders. Okay they were already shrunken a bit, but when you notice something for the first time you apply it to what you knew immediately previously and she was getting frustrated that she didn't have that line and it was unassigned as casual causal thinking on the part of RQ, who was evident now and writing all our bits. You know, of course you do Dan, she got up and sort of said to the sky, that it's 8am and there's nobody else on the floor, and yet we can carry a conversation as in continuity and likeness and etc. And how do you think that is, without another? She peered around and now found potted plant which was four feet high. It was well watered, and odd that it be so in such a high office. Do you choose these plants? She asked out loud to Dan office plants should need this much water, it span for the structure. Oh, that's a nice looking plant though. I think we inherited it from another floor that was vacating. All that explains that, a failure produced something which should not be, here. And it is nice which is why they liked it, and I hope this isn't the plant that made them fail. They both grinned up at one, and at the plant. While, and that the plant observed this by sucking up more water, greedy thing to do at a time like this, and that perhaps was the problem, the soil didn't want the water, the plant didn't really need it, but enjoyed it so much that they kept watering it, which delighted the plant to the point where it wanted to be moved closer to the dew on the freshly washed skyscraper windows which it believed also was why the water stuck to glass. To feed friendly and lonely plants on this the 57th floor again, which the plant overheard and planned to use in light conversation like the ketchup, was the sound of it supping more water as the two looked on. That plant is going places, you wanna help me move it to the window for some sun? And to visit those droplets of water too? Yes, 
and to keep everybody aware that plants get what they want around here too, and the plants stopped sucking water and let off some oxygen for the gentleman and woman to utilize for its own benefit. And it hummed. They trussled it across the floor, leaving a bit of muck behind, and that was like blood to the plant, and so it missed its spot for now, and was deciding to enjoy what it wanted for an even second and was anxious that it would be out of normal conversational circles. And would the waterer find it, and... Well so many questions, here comes the sun, right in the spot that it had wanted and been placed, even so carefully as the tilting it had done was just move it towards the light, giving it the option to straight back. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Skin Revolution and a There's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit? Thing called. It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Hey you, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds. New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. Build lava well, lava, and be. What is flat black plastic? What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is flat black plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed, all for you every Saturday 
from noon to two by Scato Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. That motley, every day, that though. motley Able. crew, Abel Jaramillo over here just flipping everybody off, yes. looking like he just no, got really, out of court. I, mean, I don't think it's just you, it's not something you could just do six times a week for like five months and then just assume that you're going to be really good at, yeah, or be better at. I mean, it's just it's it's weird. It's it's a tough way to do it. Like, it, is is it is is comedy something that you actually saw yourself doing your entire life, even as even as a kid, or is this something yeah. that you just kind of grew into? No, I mean, I grew into it. I mean, I again, you know, I was. After high school, I was just going to college, and then I met, um, you know, Sammy, one of my buddies from high Sammy school. Sammy obeyed, yes. Not a boy. They're looking for Abel right now. I know. Huh? <laughs> it's not the police. They actually think he OD'd. Like, I know one of these assholes are parked illegally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're a fire truck. Uh, but the... Um, the uh, what was it? What was the question? We were talking about uh, the. Oh yeah, was this something? So, was it, yeah, was this something that you saw yourself doing your never whole saw life? Myself, you know, the weird thing about stand-up is I never really saw myself doing stand-up. I, I kind of wanted to go to law school. My sister's doctor wants a lawyer. I always thought it'd be really fun to be a lawyer because I like uh, I like reading. I like learning up on stuff, and then I think being in a in a courtroom battling some other dude would be hella fun. Right. Um. So that that's something that I was actually focused on doing. But then I met my friend Sam. He was doing stand-up comedy a year into it brought me into uh, a couple mics um but that's pretty much that's basically where we started and then you just get addicted to that man what I was mean, your what was your do you remember your first, first experience time, do you yeah. remember that yeah i did mission pizza over there in fremont it was like valentine's day yeah 2009 i think so i just go up there and uh, again i invited a lot of my friends i'm from fremont so there's like 40 of my friends right and i just remember going up there and just doing like 20 minutes 25 minutes almost the first time and I did really well because all my friends were over there. I, like, killed it. I was like, okay, this is really – this is what I should be doing. This is awesome. And then I hit, like, four mics that week, and it was just, like, not the case. 
And yeah, it, it, it hurts, right? Someone it hurts. The world is just all like, uh, I mean, I don't know who Mark is, so this isn't funny. Why are you talking about your friend? <laughs> like, you guys know Mark. I'm like, we didn't go to your high school, sir. Okay, so how do you deal? Like, how do you deal with that rejection? Because because here's the thing about comedy, man. Like, when the crowd rejects you, you feel it immediately. Yeah, it's not like you, you can't put up a care. You, you're not supposed to. to. I, oh, most definitely. Oh, I don't care. I just yell back at them. Right. I said, I'm sorry, you're not too uh, smart to understand this dick joke, but right. I don't think it's not funny. <laughs> it's a very sophisticated dick joke. That's exactly you know, what's going on. You're going to get rejected by hot girls eight times a week. Who gives right. a shit about the crowd and Billings? Well, see, that, that's... <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's a great like, what point, what I really though. wanted was Tanya, not for you idiots to like me, so I don't give a shit. No, no, but that's a great point, though, man, because yeah. I feel like, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like when you get accustomed to the feeling of, yeah. of rejection, of instant yeah. rejection, it's easier to go out into the world and yeah. just be as badass as you want to yeah. because it's, it can't hurt you. It's like it's like being whooped on the back so many times that your back is just numb now yeah. at this point. <laughs> so, I mean, do you your find... It's like, I don't love you. It's like, like, I don't care. You're like, I don't love These me either. jokes aren't working, Kelly. I'm at Mission Pizza. I don't love me either, okay? I know. I tell you, dude, that's, that's the thing about it. You cannot care about the crowd. You have to... Rejection... Even when you get great, you're getting rejected. I mean, there's always going to be rejection. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even when you blow up, there's going to be roles that you're not going to get or TV shows that you're not going to be on, even if you're out there killing it. Right. So you got to get quick. Rejection should be the first thing you should actually think of. Right. So when you're happy, when the one rejection doesn't happen, you're like, you know what? Things are good. <laughs> I'm going to be it's fine. Like, uh, it's like they're serving breakfast after 10. This isn't a victory. <laughs> is there is, is there like a goal for you, though, Kabir? Like, what, what is I, – I get this question from uh, – younger comics like what is that you want to do like what where do you want to be in like five or ten years what is what is the goal that Kabir Singh has in mind in terms of comedy or entertainment well listen you can't put a number on when you want to achieve it but like literally my goal is I love doing stand-up comedy that's my thing I would love performing on the road 260 days a year all over America and the world repeatedly theaters and sell tickets of course fortunately you have to get on television to do that and other stuff that you have to get good at to do what you want to do um but that's that's basically the goal and really honestly the goal i mean of just going city to city and making people laugh i've pretty much already over i've already achieved i mean i get to go i mean i'm not getting paid great and there's a lot of shows that do suck yeah. but i'm still hitting that i still get to go out and make people laugh so it's a lot of fun it would be fun doing it while being getting rich, I guess. That, that would also be dope. I, I'm, Is that the way to say it? Yeah. Is that the right way to answer that question? I think that's the most direct I'd way like to do to it. I'd like to get rich doing exactly what I'm what doing I right do. now. What I want to do, please. <laughs> right now, please. it's good. Um, I, I, it's, uh, 20 more grand a show would be nice. <laughs> I know I know you're going city to city, and that definitely is one of the perks of uh, doing stand-up comedy, but you're originally from the Bay Area, Bay Area. Um, from Fremont. Uh, my, my question is this though, do you think that there is a huge difference between like Bay area, the Bay area comedy scene versus out, you know, the rest of the world? And I, I yeah. hate to sound pretentious cause I know the Bay area people right. usually sound like, you know, our shit don't stink or something like that. Right. But what, what is Bay area comedy compared to somewhere on, you know, in the Midwest or, or down South? We, 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 we are literally at the best, the Bay area is the best place to get good at stand up because it's a melting pot and you're going to get all different kind of crowds throughout the week. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you could just go in there and do, I mean, there's just so many people here. Right. Uh, people talk about the Midwest, like it's easy. They're the easiest crowds. Really? They're happy to see you. It's Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to be a dick, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, right. they're, it's way harder to impress and make people laugh at Roosters on a Sunnyvale when the whole Oracle and Yahoo's over there that's just trying to get drunk or San Francisco with all these guys where you can't say anything. 
at all. Right. You know, they're way harder than going in the – I mean, Bay Area is a perfect place to get good. I mean, this is the best place. You go to different rooms, get good. Midwest, Chicago, Denver, they're the same people. Yeah. Everyone watches the same stuff on television – I mean, it's crazy. Everybody yeah. watches that. And you kind of already know how people think just by watching the news and the shows that are successful and the cartoons that do well. Yeah. They're not totally different. Of it. When you start going to like Glasgow and stuff where your accent, like Scotland, where you're just talking and they're like, I don't know what he's saying. Right, right, right. That's when it becomes an issue. <laughs> has, has that been an issue oh, for you? Oh, Lord. I went, I lied to this promoter like four years into stand-up. He's like, you're a headliner. I'm like, yeah, headline America. Oh, this is great. He's like, yeah, we need to headline these, uh, this like UK tour. And I was like, hell yeah. He's like, you got an hour? I'm like, yeah, I got an hour. At Tommy T's right. in the San Jose Improv. I'm four years in. <laughs> right. They throw me in a Glasgow in, like, Birmingham, and I'm just up there. It's like, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I mean, Glasgow, they just stared at me. I've never seen it. I was an hour. That was good. I still had an hour of good shit. I was yes. doing it. But it was just 45 minutes, and people were just looking at me like, I don't understand a word that's coming that's out of That's incredible. Time. And I'm like, it's English. Right. And they tell me something. So I kind of don't understand what you're saying. This it's, is weird. It's two people speaking English, completely different accents. Same don't know language. what the hell. Yeah. So so what's going on in your mind? I mean, you're talking about going overseas to do comedy. Oh, yeah. And you're you kind of you know you kind of gassing yourself up to this guy by saying, yeah, I got an hour. Oh. I mean, course. so so what all else those, are you gonna tell the guy? It's you're not gonna say no. Two grand a show. Yeah, you're not gonna say no. An hour, sir. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So what Which you, hour would you like? <laughs> what are you thinking in those? What are you thinking in those 45 minutes you where they're just the watching hour. you? I'll bring it, sir. Well, no, no. What are you thinking in, the, in that time where where you're just being judged? <laughs> Oh, do, while I was bombing? Yeah. Oh, they immediately knew I wasn't shit the minute I got there. Like, <laughs> they put me on the first show in London. like 30 minutes into that, just sweating. I'm like, so you guys, uh, the McDonald's here tastes funny. Right. <laughs> just it. Scotland was tough. They didn't understand a word. But you know what? They were so polite. Like, I, I, they were just so cool that they wanted me to do well. They understand there was a language barrier. They understand that it's not my fault. Yeah. There's a lot more respect for comedians in the UK, like we're looked at, at like there's a lot of TV shows in the UK where they just put stand-up comedians on a panel and they just talk about their opinions. Right, Something right, right. that we would destroy here. If exactly. Yes. Like the, the structure over there, comedians are really well respected. So even though I was eating, eating it, and in my head I'm like, this is really bad. They were still not rude. They weren't booing. They were just listening, and they're like, you know, they understood when Prince, to clap. Yeah. But you could just tell as a comedian that, dude, none of this is working, and you're you're not gonna get paid. You're not, you're not getting that satisfaction, right? <laughs> you're not scratching that itch. You got a piece of paper over there, man, with some stuff written down. Did you want to read some of that stuff off? Oh no, I want to ask a question. Yeah. Oh, you want? Okay. Go, yeah, I want to ask you a couple questions. Oh, you want to ask me a question? Job. Because, like, as a comedian, right? So I've been doing just stand up. Never had a day job while I was doing stand up, at least, other than the telemarketing I did 15, trying to hook up with that girl. Rejection again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the. Um, when you do stand up, when you have like a full time job, dude, yeah. like how do you balance the two? Like, I guess my question is if you have to do radio in the morning for a big radio show on like a Wednesday, but you get this gig in Arizona that doesn't pay anything, or a gig in LA that doesn't pay anything, but industry is there and you need to be show your face over there to do well and you got the spot. I mean, how do you pick that? Well, at this point, you know, I, I got to a point where um, I had to make a decision. It's like, look, I, I signed this contract to do this radio show that I really enjoy doing. Um, but at the same time, you know, if I, if a great opportunity comes up in uh, in L.A. or Seattle or wherever yeah. it may be, you have to make a decision. You have to choose, well, you know. Well, there's never good opportunities in Seattle. <laughs> well, yeah, 
or wherever it may be, wherever it may be, right? on the Seattle gig. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come down to uh, Topeka and see if, see if I can make that make that work. No, um, I mean, but again, like when you, so you, you just have to weigh the options. You right? just have it's to like weigh the options. Whichever one is worth it more. I mean, if if it's a big show on a, on on the radio on Wednesday morning and I want to go to L.A. or whatever, but I, but let's say they're not paying, or let's say I'm not too sure about the booker, or I don't yeah. know, I don't know the people that well. I might side with the radio show. Right, right. Although my first love is stand-up comedy, I only got into radio because of stand-up comedy. Um, that's I kind of I kind of stumbled into into sports talk radio right. and, and morning radio. So I know right. where my loyalties are. It's definitely towards comedy. But yeah, sometimes you just got to make a tough decision, and, and, what, and sometimes what, you do have to pass up on a gig that sounds cool. Yeah. But you're not very sure about oh, you know, you, know you start weighing it. Anyway. Exactly. Like oh, this person's there, that person's there. You, you might drive seven hours. People. You might drive seven hours to get there, oh, and all yeah. of a sudden you're getting bumped. Nine people, you're getting bumped. Your boss is calling you. So yeah, <laughs> where so are you? It's just a lot of hard decisions, man. You just you just got to know. But I look at it like this: it's a good problem to have, you know, because because you got two things that you love. I have two things in, that I love in my life: radio and comedy. Yeah. I get a chance to, you know, I've worked hard enough to be able to be in, engulfed in both of them. So it's a good problem to have. But I just have to make the tough decision. But radio wasn't your only job doing stand-up, though, right? You had no, no. I, before radio, like, before I actually did full-time radio, I used to sell asphalt for a for a uh, construction company. Geez. I was an asphalt estimator. Estimator. I would, I would go to your parking lot. I would measure it all out. I'd, uh, Were you good at that? I was pretty good. You, dude, over let me tell everything? you something. Let me tell you something. Asphalt is a lucrative industry. I can it's imagine. everywhere. I mean, it's everywhere. You really don't think about it until you actually start selling it, and then you yeah. look around, and you're like, God damn, every single road, every single freeway, almost all driveways. Yeah, you know, no, it's all that. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, man, but you don't notice it until you're actually making money off of it. That's gangster. So, yeah. What time did you have to go to work for that? That was, when you're in sales, you kind of have more of an open oh, schedule. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, you can make your own schedule. So that one that, with a Big Mac. All, all the time, bro. One o'clock. Parking I'm, I'm lot at, looks like shit. Yeah, Give it doesn't matter. Cheese. It's all cracked up. I got an In-N-Out burger, so I'm good to go. So this is a brand new building. <laughs> Pull your pants up. But what was the worst thing about, all, like, out of all the jobs you had while doing stand-up? And yeah. I still, I, I can't imagine this not being radio just because of the, the timing. But what was the worst thing about any job you had while you